Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Ollett, and this is episode 7. 7 is prime, and the numbers on opposite sides of a regular six-sided die always add to 7. This week on the podcast we hear from Neil Goldwasser. Neil is a maths graduate and works as a dyslexia support tutor and adult numeracy tutor in an FE college. He talks about his career and his work teaching mathematics in a vocational context. My name's Neil Goldwasser. I'm a dyslexia support tutor at Hartford Regional College, which is a further education college. Um, after university, I wasn't 100% sure of what I wanted to do, so I initially started tutoring maths for a tutoring agency one-to-one um, to see if I did want to, to have a go at teaching. Um, found that I really enjoyed that. Um, and specifically enjoyed the one-to-one aspect of it, the building a rapport with Mm. others and things like that. Um, So, yeah, I applied for a job at the college initially as a classroom assistant, uh, and then they said they wanted me as a maths lecturer instead. So I did that for um, about three months, one day a week, and then when a full-time job came up, I took that in the learning support department which means that I teach one-to-one support sessions to students with learning difficulties such as dyslexia, autism, uh, dyspraxia and so on. Um, So these lessons are on top of the students' normal timetable, so they choose to be there at my sessions, which is nice, so I don't really have discipline problems because I can just withdraw their support if they're not going to behave. So that's quite a nice aspect of it. And the thing I like most about it is that each student, we we have hundreds and thousands of courses at the college, and it's a very vocational college, so I have to really try and contextualise all the maths that I'm teaching. Mm. So, for example, if I'm teaching a hairdresser maths, they'll need to know slightly different maths to the construction students, to the GCSE maths students, Mm. to everyone else. So I find that a really interesting part of my job, that it's teaching maths, but not straight maths, if you like. It's teaching it in a contextual way to make it relevant and um, and to try and make it more real life, mm. rather than abstract, we're learning this for the sake of learning maths. Yeah. Um, and yeah, every student I've come across has been very different, so... It's up to me to design a programme of support that suits their course. Um, So again, it's nice that I'm not bound by a curriculum. I pretty much... um, The programme support is informed by the learner and by the course tutors so that we all know the sort of thing that I need to teach them in order for them to be able to pass assignments and exams and things like that. But, um, But pretty much it's up to me to to pick out the bits that I think are going to be relevant and how to teach it. Um, And specifically with regards to learning support, I have to try quite hard to make the teaching accessible to them. So teaching it to them in perhaps a visual manner, uh, which suits quite a lot of people with learning difficulties. Generally, uh, people with dyslexia tend to to be very visual. Um, And... Yeah, basically teaching it in a way that makes sense to that person, mm. as opposed to a generic one-size-fits-all. 
Um, so that's that's what I do. I've also taught adult numeracy evening classes, um, which are the the adverts with the gremlins. Oh. I beat the gremlins. <laughs> so um, yeah, and get students who generally are um, maths phobic. I think you could say for some of them. Yeah. Um, most of them have had quite bad experiences at school, uh, which is why they haven't really progressed when they're at school, and they've made the decision to go back and give it another shot. Yeah. Which um, so you get some quite delicate learners, uh, and again, um, you have to be careful in how you put it across because maths appears quite scary to them. Mm. Um, so again, it's it's trying to teach it in a way that breaks down those barriers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've really enjoyed doing that. Uh, again, complete range of learners. Um, I was the youngest in the class, despite <laughs> being the teacher. The, I was the youngest by eight years, uh, which is <laughs> unusual. Um, and my oldest learner was 63. Right. So uh, I have huge respect to, for her for coming back to college and yeah. and trying that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's lovely to see the progression from the students. If they passed the level one exam, uh, passed the level two, and then three of them out of nine have gone on to now do GCSE maths, um, right. which I think for most of them is is the big hurdle. Mm. They want a GCSE in maths, yeah. um, although the level two is equivalent to a grade A star to C. Um, they want the GCSE, um, and the three that are doing it this year are all predicted Bs at GCSE, right. which I think is quite something considering yeah. they've come to the class without a maths qualification mm. at all um, two and a bit years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to see people yeah. progress and to try and facilitate that. Yeah. Um, other than that... Um, I guess I incorporate quite a lot of e-learning into my teaching, um, <clears throat> particularly for the evening class because I'd have students that most of them had full-time jobs, families, you know, partners, um, so they wouldn't always be able to make each week so they could go on to the virtual learning environment and mm. see what we've done, um, practice at home, practice with their kids as well, some yeah. of them. They used yeah. to <laughs> sit around and play maths games on the computer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and I'm the departmental ILT champion, which means I'm kind of responsible for, um, yeah, developing our mm -hmm. e-learning resources, um, and maths alongside numeracy mm -hmm. and literacy are basically what we teach mostly yeah. in learning support. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy that aspect of it. One of the topics that my evening classes especially mm. have really found tricky is ratio. I mean, we're talking relatively simple yeah. maths, you know, not university level, but um, most of them have found ratio reasonably tricky. Um, but when you're trying to put it into a, when you try and put it into a more familiar context like shopping, mm. you know, is this box of cornflakes better value than this box? Yeah. That sort of thing. It sort of clicks a bit more yeah. when they can see um i guess a, a point to learning it yeah. rather than <laughs> um and you know 
Uh, I mean, I like maths because I enjoy maths and the logic behind it all and things like that. But there are people that want to learn things that they can use, you know, that literally have come to my class not because they especially enjoy maths. Most of them came because they haven't enjoyed it and haven't got the qualification yet. Um, But some of them will come wanting things that they can use. So, yeah, it's a lot of it is about making it into real life. Yeah. and again, same with the learning support, the one-to-one sessions. Um, you know, there, there will be things like um, bricklayers will need to know how to use ratio to mix up sand and cement mm. to the right sort of quantities. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to teach them ratio without that mm. context underpinning it, they're not interested. Yeah. If they think it's just numbers that I'm not going to use. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a big part of, hmm. of what we're doing. Um, yeah, I think as well, with, particularly with the adult numeracy curriculum, the exams themselves, um, there's a lot of interpretation of the questions necessary. Right. So it will give you a scenario about someone going shopping or someone booking tickets or yeah. something like that. And you have to work out the maths behind it. Mm. So it's not like in, for example, GCSE questions, some of them will tell you, do this with these numbers. You know, do this process to them. And you just do it. Um, Whereas it's a really, really driving sort of force behind the whole um, setup of adult numeracy is that it's about people being able to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and yeah. when you'd use it. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that in the exams that you have to really, you know, they're they're all scenarios that they try and make. I mean, some of them are a little bit obscure. Yeah. Um, but they try and make them relatively sort of common yeah. things like, you know, shopping, checking your, I don't know, your sort of invoice or mm. um, checking you've got paid from work and things yeah. like that that people would need to be taxes. doing <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah there's a, a big part of that yeah that it is about not just maths for maths sake but yeah. actually having a a use to it and it, it's funny that the reaction you get from some students that they'll initially have thought that there's no real life use to ratio until they can actually see until they can be shown where you're using it yeah uh, and it's quite interesting to see. I've got one of the learners doing the GCSE class is um, being supported by me because she's dyslexic as well. Right. And uh, and she's really, really getting there now, seeing the links between all the different topics and things. Mm. And she's hooked on it. She actually <laughs> says she dreams about coursework and things like that, <laughs> which, yeah, I don't think her sort of husband is going to like me very much <laughs> that... She wants to be spending weekends doing maths. But it's nice to see that that transformation from a student who had a real dislike for the subject because of her experience at school, where it was probably a bit more rigid and a bit more traditional teaching Mm. and things, to now a student who... And she is she's doing the GCSE because she enjoys it. Um, But, uh, yeah, she's really progressed as a mathematician. She really does see things in a... A mathematical way now, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's all right. Right. I hope you found that interesting.
You can find out more about the podcast and my work with the IMA, get show notes to further information, and become a fan of the podcast on the Facebook page by visiting www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. Thank you for listening.